Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Going to be looking at the uh, Sin City Gallery Edition, Artist Edition, Studio Edition, whatever uh, graffiti designs or Dark Horse uh, calls these things. We're looking at that. Yes. But first, uh, got to know, man, we have a Patreon, uh, and our biggest supporters are watching us stream this video at this very moment. They are getting our videos uh, before anybody else. They are mitigating the kayfabe effect and uh, getting first dibs on all the stuff that we're talking about. The videos are brought to you by the books that we make. This is the bibliography uh, to date. Uh, Red Room Crypto Killers Issue 1 is being solicited at your local comic shop right at this very moment. Put in those pre-orders right now. We're going to put that out monthly. Two existing Red Room trades out there in the wild. Three volumes of X-Men Grand Design. It's a 10-year anniversary of Hip Hop Family Tree. Four volumes of that. Jimmy has the forthcoming Hulk Grand Design Treasury Edition coming out at the end of February. Plain James is his shoujo manga. Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive is collecting all of his image comics, Street Angel comics, and he has uh, Street Angel Princess of Poverty that is going to be uh, forthcoming. You can put in pre-orders for that. But without further ado, man, let's crack, let's crack this bitch open, Jimmy. This was the most important book of my life. Not the artist edition, yeah. but the original Sin City, whenever it came out. Like, it, it. it was, I was such a, on a Miller kick, and he was gone. Yeah. You know, when I start reading Miller, he's away from comics. And so when he comes back to this, I'm trying to draw comics, I'm working in black and white, and here's my favorite artist back doing black and white comics. Like, it was just like synced up perfectly. Those end pages are hard to believe. Absolutely. That's three feet across right there <laughs> of Marv running across a rooftop doing his best Daredevil impression. Look, Very cool bonus here, seeing some pencil work reproduced. You uh, are getting a little bit of commentary from the various guys who were influenced uh, peers. Uncle Jeff Darrow dropping a little science. Yeah, it's a great collection of names. In, in Robert that. Rodriguez doing a little intro, intro piece. And it's a big-ass book, and we start off, and we're getting traditional size comics. This is probably 11 by 17. Miller's back in the game, has a whole career drawing comics at this size, but he's got a full different approach posters you know like each of these pages that we've just seen that's the first thing that comes to mind is the poster image you can tell he's using a tech pen rapidograph for that lettering we're on to the big boards look at how muddy those boards are like he you know he uses that ticonderoga pencil and he's one of those guys that just draws in those sweeping lines you know he draws standing up and you just see him kind of swooping around with those pencils you can see it in the art of sin city there's a lot of examples of that kind of penciling and where he is really going in there and you can almost imagine the pencils being held on its side yeah and just those those swooping gestures that you mentioned big video for us man go check that out and one of the big revelations is there's about five or six pieces where they show the entire process and he will draw the full figures all their eyes ears everything he'll go in on a piece of tracing paper over top and with a sharpie Put all the drapery and perhaps the hair and stuff and then it'll become maybe a light box situation where he is uh in a process of reduction and addition it's so great to see these again because i'm blown away by going from white to black um i think miller is maybe applying himself a little bit more here in this early early sin city stuff of really exploring work in black and white yeah 
uh, because I think you see him doing a lot of different stuff here that maybe falls away as we get further into the Sin City catalog. A lot of, lot of marks here, even in this very volume, like pay attention to these things because a lot of these textures and stuff, they go away. Like these, these little dots and mm -hmm. things, you, we're not going to see that, those kind of textures after this. And this kind of a page layout for me, super bold. Yeah. I was... <laughs> This is this is Image Comics era for me, sure. early '90s. Whenever I'm getting hold of some of this stuff, and it was like, what is going on here? The control and the composition and the emphasis on an element or two, that is that was not something I was seeing anywhere else. Yeah, and uh, like most people, you know, an amateur would like, well, you got to center that up, right? Like, how can you go? That's too top heavy. But in terms of one of the classic Sin City pages for me. These cops, man, coming up out of the darkness, out of the depths of hell, if you will, coming up this staircase to come get Marv. Becoming a motif in, in Miller's work at this point, man, because there's that great staircase, several great staircases in Electra Lives Again. Absolutely. But here again, you see some stuff that we're not going to see mostly. That dry brush kind of like fading out of your shadows in the black. Still playing with these dots Don't also. see that very often. This feels like a Kirby page right here. Those hands don't hurt. The yeah. Kirby, uh, the Kirby feeling Close-ups. Mm -hmm. Big square hands. Diving into that abyss. You really do see him. I, I don't know why this never appeared to me, but how much he's going from like black background, white background. It's true. And check this out, man. So much drawing, you're getting um, the the uh, the molding mm -hmm. of the baseboards and the door frames. I think it's really he's not interesting that in there. what he ends up not inking. Yeah, like, you know, he's whiting out a little bit of uh, glass debris. And some of these things, we've seen these in earlier pages already, where the black almost approaches your abstract shapes. Yeah. It's it's pretty bold stuff, and it's pretty bold stuff to be happening in, you know, is this Sin City number two? Like, this is the second chapter of this stuff. Very experimental. I think in hindsight, that's not as obvious. But... Right. Using the good paper, man. Strathmore yeah. 500 Bristol. You, you see the stamp on there? That's what you get the nice big guy. Uh, that's why we have an addition this size. Harkens back to more of that clear line with uh, the Electra Lives Again stuff when you see an image like this. I'll go further, man. Harkens back to some of the uh, European references we see in Ronan. Sure. You know, like clearly that's something he's been looking at at this point for a decade. So you, you create that stark black and white style. Now you got to get it to work with some real world things like the spider webbed broken glass of a windshield. How do you do that? You got to write the first time. How powerful are these images at this size? Absolutely. I'm being blown away by just like how strong something like even this car. I don't remember these images hitting me this way. Right. When you see a small piece, I wonder if this is like the additional shit that would be included in like that tray paperback. Very likely. This story's called Sin City, right? To you? It's not yeah, called yeah. The Hard Goodbye. Yeah, it's Sin City. I mean, I, I one of the first things I ever got a comic book shop tasked with was get me a collection of Sin City because I had a couple of the Dark Horse Presents issues. Yeah. And the guy, I remember, like, he would go to conventions and come back, and I'd call and be like, did you find one? And eventually he did. <laughs> so, like, look at what he's whiting out here, man. He had this sort of uh, valley that happens at the spinal cord when you've got a muscular back, and he was calling attention to that. But, nah, man, he's, he's whited that out and just created this white, white plane mm -hmm. on the back of uh, his shoulders there. The use of the bricks is just pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, it, essentially, it's a flat area, you know, that, that he's using, and he uses it all throughout these Sin City books. It's really cool to see what he pulls out for that purpose of almost like 
that's a gray in a world that he's drawing in black and white. Yeah. I feel like this piece is inside of a circle on the cover. It's like there's a paste up and such a striking image. This is a full poster to me. Look at how you could tell he's doing underdrawing in a big way because mm -hmm. that is a crouched figure. He's got the entire body figured out and then is just inking the, the bits that he needs to. This is a three panel comic strip. It is. You know, even with, with Marv disappearing and the whistling preceding our policeman. We see here, we see the pencil lines for his perspective adding so much more detail to the buildings in pencil look there's like this is not the top of a building like this yeah, this it keeps going it keeps going and you know you could lose that but he's got the individual bricks there we have pillars or where the windows might lie there and he's just he's just pulling out the important shapes for himself these are windows i like the experimentation of this a lot it does not work great for me did not this piece yeah oh man i i, th I think it's so cool I think it's real interesting, but it, it's just weird for me to read a building where, like, this is universally lit, essentially. You know, windows are black. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I get it. Um, how about that shit, though, yeah. man? Does that work for you, Jim? That do you approve work. of this that, one, Jim? I do love that. <laughs> I, I love how distinct the light is. You know, like, he's above the light. The street lights are, are, you know, from below there. The hyperbole, too, man. He's getting his fingers in between the mortar of the bricks and his feet. <laughs> His toes in between the yeah, water of think, the bricks. I don't think Marv's uh, big, big size 14 boots are climbing that this, too easily. This is hyperbole, and it's beautiful, man. We don't question it. No. You accept it. No doubt about it. And also, Miller's so good with composition, where like, we're at the top of the page. He has climbed up. This is a height. And it's represented not just graphically, but also literally the way the page is composed. He is at the top. He's done. A, he's done his and fair it's share. Leaning, man. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go with the with he the wind. He can fall off of there very easily. With the wind. That the lady who played her in the movie, man, they just fucking nailed it. Like every pose, every composition. I've never seen the movie. Oh, I love it. And the other one, both of them. Yeah, I probably should watch it. I love this stuff like whenever he would get into the tiles yeah it's it's another version of that brick but man like to use it to define the space where it's going back in perspective it was so like i would lose my mind staring at these pages it feels real accurate too like like he is like light box and something and the fact that he's not using ruler it really feels like the guy did a bad putty job like in that if it, it feels like a real that's a that's a pittsburgh bathroom right there it's great stuff even carries it over into the reflection in the medicine cabinet. Randy, please have panel three moved to line up with one and two. I uh, see. Push it over a little bit more. wonder what he was thinking when he did that originally. Right, because there's a choice. You know, this is an uninked set of uh, lines. Uh, there was dialogue written there. He ended up lettering it there. Very interesting. Yeah, it's another one of those chapter breaks. You're right about I'm pretty sure that's what that was. Yeah. What it was that, and in this case, two of them. And it would be promoted that way. Uh, whenever a new trade would come out, there's 16 extra pages, and usually they would be these big moments. There, yeah. it, would, it would never be paneled pages. I think sometimes that was to make your uh, page breaks and, yeah. and spreads and, and page reveals work right. Love this kind of stuff. There's no reason to have that airplane there. 
and yet it's such a cool detail to put in. Yeah, I know what you mean. But like, it's his childhood bedroom. Oh, it works perfectly. It's great. But I think if you were just say, it'd be very easy to be like, he went to his childhood bedroom, mm -hmm. and who knows, maybe you draw a dresser with something on it or whatever. But that plane is such a vision, so pleasing visually. Yeah. See where he's got that nose from. Mm. <laughs> it looks like a Muppet. It, it's it's wild profile, <laughs> both of them. Even Marv with his uh, with his cartoony, probably the most cartoony piece of Marv that we see is that big grin on his face. If it was just a head and had feet, it would be an is. Yeah, it would be. Good stuff. That's an iconic piece. I think how that might be on the back cover. How covers. about our, our four being uh, blown up? Right, yes. Yeah, like so that little four so much you go in with some white media? Almost looks like tape you're putting down. Right. This is another one of those brick patterns that just... Uh, it's so simple. Looking at it now, you know, with some time, with, with perspective, but it absolutely, I had never seen anything like this. For sure. Absolutely. The Eisnerian pipes, that would be, you know, the sort of jail bars of this, like Eisner would, would do that. Uh, allowing... Almost religious, you know, almost crosses yeah. that he's going into this uh, boy somewhere, you know, somewhere to really face face what's going on allowing this negative space to be wetness Love that. dampness like coming down from the wall so he's thinking about the environment like what like what is this this is an alley your coat looks like baghdad famous <laughs> famous line so's your face <laughs> <laughs> loved all of it boy the shadows that he could put on those bricks it feels like that's your groundwork for the film like sure. I can remember seeing all the video for it and, the, and like how they would show the tiles and the bricks and the shadows on them. Testing out that pen. Mm -hmm. Got to get that pen working. Big fan of that. Also playing with, uh, go back one page, because he starts playing with, uh, you know, he plays with type and its arrangements so much throughout these, throughout the Sin City run. And I feel like you're really seeing it in some of this kind of stuff where it's it's getting into those into the prose where you're almost combining prose now and illustration and it, and even here you get some of that the uh you know how like those buildings didn't work for you this hair this hair never worked for me that's so interesting like i'm looking at this stuff and i'm like these are such bold choices they they're a weird bit of storytelling they're kind of those posters and it just feels like this is you get an artist at this stage in their career where they can do what they want they can sort of indulge themselves and that's what i see in those pages and there are choices, you know, the, the fringe on her costume, I think, is similar to the hair. Yeah. Maybe it works better in some places than others. I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting idea of, like, how do you solve this visual problem? Right. Like, that hair looks pretty cool. So now, man, he's, he's done with uh, putting all those bricks. We're just going to give you the shadow. Yeah, I like that. It's pretty exciting. It works. I mean, it's a reversal, you yeah. know, it's, it's, we walked in there with that nice bright alley. We're walking out another door and guess what? We're in a different place and, and it's visually represented. Choreographing this stuff, not too easy, but he, but that's something that Frank Miller has always excelled at. Yeah. It, I, I, I mean, he's credit. I think of him as being credited with Daredevil's choreographing fights. Yeah. You know, really going from that Jack Kirby free for all to a more planned fight and yeah you see it here yeah it's exactly this kind of stuff except you know it's electrical size or something you see it here and you see it economic like two panels for him to get take one guy's gun shoot the other guy with it and he, he makes the conscious choice to like abuse that 180 degree rule and it's a very jarring moment and it works for 
it's a story really well flip. done there, especially because the one guy's getting spun around and face planted. Works really great. When he knocks the guy's nose off. Going from the line art of the gun to the all shadow of the gun, just the shape, that stuff works really well for me. And just catching that shadow plane of the bandages and things. It's a great muzzle burst. Yeah. Because that's what's giving you the shadow on the gun, on the face. It's almost lightning, you know, like something that you would see in Dark Knight Returns would be lightning. Yeah. Or in Jeff Smith's bone with the lightning, you would see that kind of effect. And this is the stuff that the um, style biters would really... Mm -hmm. hinge on is that like lack of holding line light coming from a specific source kind of thing so when we start getting these marks on faces that's your death blow shit it is but it's also really abstract very much that's, that's no longer built on a on a consistent light you know like that becomes some expressive piece of black and white mark making and miller's a guy i don't think of as drawing beautiful women but his when when he has to he's able to make a very alluring woman yeah, absolutely. And and I, I love this uh, approach with the hair, with Goldie's hair, man, uh, giving you big shapes in the black and then accenting it with uh, his his white media. And you can see he's figuring it out himself, man. He has some shadow up here, wanted some things to happen. He's like, no, I'll take all of that out, but just put some shadow around the eyes. I love the choice. It's awesome to see that it didn't start this way. But yeah, man, make those eyes black. Make those eyes be the thing that pops. This is Alex Toth 101, man. You put the black dot in the middle of the white, that's your focal point. And you're doing it with her eyes, genius. See, this is what I'm talking about, where totally. this is just like some kind of abstract expression. And wouldn't this be a cover to... Uh, I think that's a... Dark yeah, Horse Presents? I think so, although the five makes me wonder if that's true. I think that's a cover. Yeah. Tossing and turning. This is manga decompressed storytelling. You know, mm -hmm. like you have... you just. Uh, action shot of emotion right and the way he would offset it is with the text that he would put in and and he played with that a lot in sin city i think really effectively like there was some stuff i think with the text that i wasn't seeing elsewhere that's a gross toilet that's a that's a great it's a reverse drawing you know we talk about lines that describe form and now they're white lines that describe the, that bull shape that is a gross everything. so gory First time I think we've seen that kind of blood splatter effect used at least that to that degree. Yeah, that's the Dwight eyeball blood splatter. Like the offset of like the dots, you know, our tie pattern. Mm. Kind of interesting to throw both of those into the same panel. This is uh, Frank Miller plays this guy in a movie, The Priest. I never noticed this before, but feathering on our tire. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if there's any other feathering in this book. When you get to look at something at this level, you get, you get to see that. You know, some more of that spider web glass that just reduces down to little pellets. The cartooning of our of our preacher here with that kind of sunken brow and you could sell it with with the black is a very, very solid approach. It's cartooning. Absolutely. And this gun, I have a feeling there's a lot of kayfabe going on on that gun. It, it looks way too, the proportions look off to me. And I love to see that. It's It's a comic like you're... It's the power of cartooning is yeah. to do that. You could trace that gun if you wanted it to be 100% accurate. Much more important that it fits that panel, in my opinion. The, Iconic. The bravado. I, dude, I stared at this. I redrew these pages. This was everything to me. Yeah, it's it's a real, you know, this is, uh, this is John Workman, Walt Simonson, down to the, the type, you know, the, the, the way he chose to draw the yeah. type. That's a very workman -ish. Miller doesn't invent this. But it's one of the first times I saw it, and I mean, bravado, as you say, Ed. Very bush. Huge, man. That, that's really bringing it. It's really applying it to, to, to maximum impact. 
Got some kind of like little K car or something. <laughs> he sees more, more of this uh, draw a bunch of hair, take a bunch of it out. The more your abstractness, man, like straight up little fire. You know what? Fire. I love that. This is something that I didn't notice before either. And I really, it's, it's fun. It was on that cop car earlier that I pointed out. It's a subtle little piece. Sells you some motion. Conveys that movement, man. I, I guess, you know, this is an old Benzo. Like, I guess they had key fobs back in those days, man. Because, like, my Certainly parents didn't not. have key, key fobs till way later. No, me either. I love the clumsiness of the big hand, fingers and stuff, too, wrapped around that gun. The shape's still there. I can imagine him drawing that in pencil and taking it out. But it's such a simple uh, shape. There is a bleed at the end of these lines. Like, I, but there's not at the end of the lettering. Like, this is definitely tech pen stuff. But I wonder if this is a different tool than different ink maybe a uh, pen nib dip pen maybe yeah but it would have to be the stiffest kind of pen because you're not getting that much line variation yeah i i used to always think that that line was part of the lettering line yeah but, uh maybe i'm wrong at this level it just doesn't look like it it's doing a lot of searching like this is a paste up or something yeah for this uh this piece he redrew some bits and uh, a lot of white media being used looked like he wanted to put the the tires here and thought better of that or put them there and then uh, decided to get rid of it exactly how about that for a page yeah so effective in print too and uh the level of confidence to do a page like that yes massive oh totally uh, because like you know you would still maybe even want to put more windows and things uh this is one of those images where yeah. the horizon line yep, is as yep. uh I'm glad you called that out. We talk about that a lot, and you're right. That is a really good example of you, it. You never see it in uh, black in a silhouette. You know, for creators at home, I feel like this book is an argument to to do a black and white book, right? Because it certainly makes you think about this stuff. How about a little throwback to Ronan days? Really bringing out your lines and textures on all those trees. Drawing animals in this chapter. This reminds me of like television show writing, where like there's almost a theme. You know, and you're seeing all these different animals in this in this particular chapter. There's a theme of wolves for him. You know, that's it's in 300, and he has that like that Netflix show that revolves mm -hmm. around or involves like a wolf. Uncle Jeff showing up. <laughs> there he is. It really is Jeff Darrow too. I think that bones a reference to 2001. Oh, good call. It feels so much like a like a still like the frame. Image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You could hear the Ric Flair music going over top of it. <laughs> or, or was it Randy Savage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. <laughs> what a blur. This. Yeah. Classic. This is another use of black and white that I don't think we've seen exactly, that white outline. Great stuff, man, to really sell his hand and the, the kind of the monstrousness of him. Yeah. Obvious reference, I think, to Charlie Brown in that sweater. Yeah. Sadistic Charlie Brown. And here's another example of this, like, okay, we're going to write some. We're going to show our Mickey Spillane love here in this, uh, in this margin. Got to go purple. And now our pages have taken a smaller size. Yeah. Could be economy. Could be a bigger page count per chapter and shorter window time frame to get those turned in. What a morbid concept, right? We're a serial killer with heads mounted on the wall. Yeah, like deer. Pretty dark stuff there. Reintroduces our... our uh, psychotherapist character and she's been destroyed at this yeah. point you know like you can see it hand cut off and fed to her look at how pleased kevin is at the screams he made me watch 
Looks like his his forehead's been uh, scarred. Like he's been in the in the ring with that. He, he got gigged. <laughs> got the gig. Look at that. That's severe. Like he, he's really feeling it. The striations. Like that's the thing. Like when we were at art school, the teachers would like be ruthless in their criticisms. If you were drawing like all the striations and stuff, if a guy's just chilling, it's like no, that's flexing. Like you do that when you're flexing, your muscles relax when you're not. This is such a great panel composition too. Where they're on different planes. Yeah. That's amazing. It's it so extreme. It's, it works so great in the economy of a comic. And see, there are these bits where it does look like Miller's still figuring some things that he's trying some stuff out. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty awkward. Yeah. With And I say that based on we've got a white outline, then we've got a black line, then we've got a white outline. Right. But that, there's that, cool that stuff. That looks like it doesn't fit as There's perfect. cool stuff, like, like the outline of the hands around the bars and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's almost like a Tom drawing right there. That's a, I, I love this whole page. I'm real impressed by the POV it. POV shot, sick as hell. In the movie, they really capture like that lumbering, that weird mm -hmm. gate. Black on black. That feels like uh, something you got to figure out. All right, so here we go. This was I bought this off of the rack, the Dark Horse Presents issue. This is really probably one of the ten most influential, like burnt into my brain comics, and it has one of the greatest, one of my favorite pages ever. And uh, I just love this, the perspective of the staircase as we go down the stairs into the basement. Yeah. And this kunk, as it's going back and forth, back and forth, and her eyes are following it. Yeah. Because each row is the same amount of time. Right. It's, I just love it, masterpiece. It's one of my favorite pages in comics. And once again, another very decompressed piece of storytelling. Look at how small the heads are. Like He's going with this different thing too with the lines. No longer are all the all the tiles outlined, which it's so claustrophobic. Like they are stuck in that space. It's true. It's true, and that's all line. There's no white media to like cut those in half. Uh, there is white media around the shadow to give you that, but uh, to make the situation even grosser, these drains like that's your bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be in there a while. This is your bathroom. Yeah, it's it's a little surprising that you put your heads on that wall. <laughs> I feel like that's where you want to hang out, but I don't know what he's doing when he's looking at those heads. No, so maybe it, just, it makes sense. It ain't for him. It's just intimidation for your. Uh, this is where you're gonna end up, sucker. That type of shit. There's your max striations, right? Yeah. Like we're getting through that door. And this is the stuff that like Jim Lee and and that brand of style biter. They were attracted to this, trying to do their own version. Never worked. It rarely works with him, really. It's it's, it's something he yeah, tries and divorces. Uh, Ronnie Garvin with the bleach yeah. blonde uh, top. <laughs> like incinerators, I guess. A lot of duct work. It's such an interesting character, man. He feels like a wrestler. Yeah. Like I feel like Hawker Animal might have tried that one time. Yeah, maybe a barbarian or warlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel trying to uh, make do whenever road warriors don't sign right away. I love this. He was, yeah, he was that's wild. Looking to frame our guys with a bunch of foliage, and then realizing we don't need we don't need that. We don't need the the frame. This was the other bonus of buying this particular issue of Dark Horse Presents is it's a bigger than eight page section. Yeah. So you get the hatchet fight. <laughs> and I love that there's a hatchet fight. Sure. Cartoon fucking bullet holes, man. Mm -hmm. Cartoon bullet holes. You got that Wild. Right. Still trying that gimmick? Almost a different effect here, because now we're in night and darkness, presumably. You know, you see how shadowed up everybody is.
for the most part in this part because we are outdoors now full moon zine when you get the brick mm -hmm. like you just it, it feels like you're just just squeezing a little bit and like you know 20 bullets this is neat this is uh you hatchets down at a side ready to go into action and it's mirrored with the boot it's almost you're getting the motion you right know, where you would create copy that make parallel lines just taking care of these dudes your flak jackets are not going to do much. Punt, one of those sound effects that describes the action. Really good stuff. Love this arm stretched out. Man, full blood. Like somebody's getting hurt bad whenever that arm comes down. Yes, sir. And you get a shadow behind it that makes the white pop. Because you can, again, you can see some muscles and stuff drawn, but just never inked. Yeah, and it is a convenient shadow that's being given to give you the contour of the tree and just taking a little chunk of tree out so you know beyond a shadow of a doubt like that that bullet it's it didn't hit our guy i'm so surprised by how gray the whited out part is because you know like you'd have to blow out levels if you were doing it digitally today scanning um but that white not covering very well it's true man and and you know they will and it will have texture and i remember these pages you will see like little chunks of black there just wasn't good white man they would tell you to use like that pro white stuff you would get this with that pro white it was never great a lot of guys use i guess uh white acrylic paint mm. i feel like that's one of your iconic images and another one of those weird yeah op art yeah that was so strange the, the those choices it's the equivalent to me of like a lot of the image guys like a McFarlane when you see like a close-up of a face or a hand and it's just covered in marks and right. it's kind of like what are you drawing I don't understand all these marks that was sort of what some of this some of this kind of like fake uh, or fa facial stuff was for me you know I couldn't I couldn't copy this because I didn't understand it. yeah yeah and he and he couldn't probably explain it either but this is so early in the game and then when he would have a moment like this where it's like now it's all light like there's no shadow to it it was very awkward but i think this was left up to linvarli to color i've seen this image in color this is your this is your dark horse presents cover yeah i'm surprised the eight is here because that was usually like the splash page would have the eight mm -hmm. but i don't think that was i mean I, I know there's a cover of this yeah so i don't know if it double dutied or not <laughs> maybe it, maybe it worked double this is always so good remember yeah. like the, it ends with him just having the gay old time fucking chasing the dude yeah. down like laughing maniacal laughter by the way that's full-on joker laughing i see a lot of darrow oh totally yeah like i don't know the time period of this exactly but wow that could almost be nixon yeah nixon the comic book character not the president <laughs> right this stuff was always sick as fuck man where you get your initial whites and then you hold, put like a piece of paper down and, and put like another couple lines to just give you that hard surface that does not look like an original right is that a photocopy i know yeah, it's not noted here but i think yeah, that's, a, that's a uh, reproduction because you can see like even the the yellow of the paper is so busted up on the right on the scan same here you know that i think that's a uh photo set or put in later look at that for a pretty wild choice yeah it takes me a minute like, and your lettering pasted on i mean that might be a second or third go at that page yeah Look at how it feels like it's glowing in the actual scan as opposed to the printed image. Because if you remember, it's very abstract in the final printed stage. Like, it's you're, you don't see much. Like, it's, there's a lot more white on the printed page than we get to see here. Yeah, this makes me want to bust out the actual printed page and compare them. Yeah, check it out. Like, see, we can really make out more pretty well here. But it, he really... It makes me wonder if, like, when you're drawing this, mm -hmm. like Miller, 
like you're responding to what you see here, right? Like, okay, let's do a little bit more. Like, let's really bounce this water off of this this rod because it has that glow effect, but it's all gone in the print. Yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah, it's cool to see those two next to each other. Yeah, this piece too. And, you, and see, like how you see, it looks like a dry brush kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess there is some of that there, but a lot of that is just, it's chaos what's what's white and what's black when it comes to the final printed page like see there's a taper to the, it's raindrops very clear but it's it's pretty well white right there shooting statues is <laughs> ahead of his time jebediah springfield the proto old town girls yeah wonder woman in the mix there it's like two wonder womans man because there's that one barmaid lady how about that he wow. has the eye in there, kind of abstract, got the shadow of the hair. And and by the way, if he would have left it, you would have been totally satisfied. Yeah, absolutely. It looks right, but he's going even further into abstraction. This is a neat, check out this. Continuation of our spiral. Yeah. It continues through his shoulder, like clearly that tangent is a planned one. Yeah. And that you, feels like a reference to something like a vertigo. Totally vertigo. Yeah, even him spinning back to great two-page sequence and uh, a lot more of your blacked out. But man, the hair does everything, it really especially does. with a cigarette. What else do you need? And so with this, he's using white as opposed to like, I always wondered, like, is it black that you're using uh, or white? And for the most part, it's 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 uh, white. You know, maybe that is uh, just the black ink. But... That feels like an effect he tried at some point in this book. And was like, oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it, it captures form really well. And you know what that is? Like, like you know those tight dresses, kind of a velvety texture. Like I've seen them out in the world for sure. I would marvel at this stuff where you you have motion. I think the motion is clear there. Yeah. And yet, why? <laughs> How does it work? It's all in sync. You got the hair bouncing. You got the face going over there. Having that straight arm yeah. is important, that straightness. Dude, is he using tape to that create like the tape. bandage? Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, that's uh That feels like a Sienkiewicz stroke, something he learned from Bill. I think that's a great hair, and I feel yeah. like that grows out of some of the white that True. we have seen used elsewhere. But again, like you're trying to make all these hairstyles unique, right? You want everything to be stand on its own. Right. Another one of these great pieces where you know, it looks totally satisfactory as uh, if he would have kept that black in there, but he chose to take it out for this to be the final printed piece. But like, that looks good. Yes. Interesting decisions. Keep this handy in case we need it again. <laughs> Abstract butt cheeks. That's a cover. That's a nice low shot. Mirror, we often mirror. talk about the over the shoulder three quarters is tough the yeah. behind the behind the face um works really great there man how many ways can we stretch our bricks right now we've got ground the big texture used that a couple of times yeah. uh this really does feel like that eisnerian you know proscenium arch uh set up your stage play set up your background to give you just enough like, what is this? Like, it's like a little private place to, to put some clothes on. Is that what this little circle gimmick is? I think that's a shower. Oh, yeah, that's a shower head up there. I've never seen a shower that looks like that. No, that's probably some New York shit when you Small. have, like, economy of space. 
He's doing some, you know, like Scott McCloud. Tell us what this, what's the relationship here right. between these two panels? Yeah, on that like grid, that would be like the far like abstract thing. Yeah, but you know, like whenever I go over here, then it almost feels like this car is used in a similar way. Right. Where they just become these graphic elements on the pages. I love that stuff because it feels like you're trying something. Yeah. You get to do this. You know, even a panel like this Screech, you only get to do that if you're really the person doing everything. Right. Because I don't know how you think about it otherwise. It'd be weird to explain to somebody. The more blue balls <laughs> sequence, man. Let's see how this looks. I don't, I don't quite remember these marks here. But he, he's I love his there. giant feet hanging over the car. Like, even that's a moment of expression of who this character is. Super horny. Never fitting in the world anywhere. Looks good here. It looks t totally appropriate. Yeah. But the couch is such a great piece of it like. Is. How do we show Marv? Always out of his out of his way. Love the inclusion of stuff like that saw. Yeah. Because who thinks of that as some insidious weapon? Right. But it looks it looks wrong. Like the little jagged edges. It's gonna hurt. Yes. And I don't know, like, like how many? I had a bunch of these as a kid that came with like weird little. They come know, with miter boxes and stuff. Something. Yeah. I still have a couple of those saws. One of my favorite pages, showing the tools of the trade. Yeah, I always like those gloves and the razor wire. Right. He he describes razor wire as just the nastiest thing in this book. That was the first time I came in contact with razor wire. I only grew up with barbed wire. Yeah. And he sells it, man. Like, look at those gloves that he's wearing in order to deal with this stuff. Really sells yeah, it. That's a great use of sell. You know, like having the gloves be that much attention on the gloves to show like, this stuff will cut you to the bone. Right. Setting his traps. Look at how nimble our young Kevin is. Yeah, that's your comic book superhero. That's your Daredevil background. They, they capture that uh, pretty well in the flick also. Man, this really is like a death match, like a, uh, you know, wrestling death match. Like that idea of we're going to handcuff together and then we're going to fight. Right. You're not going to be too fast then. And he's got uh, like some claws and shit. Yeah, he draws him with those claws like like the lead up to this fight every time you'd see him like jumping with a dark background it was it looked like he had a weapon in his hands we were reading another comic uh in prep for this we had to call an audible uh but like the character was talking about his like diamond manicure in 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 those two issues that we were reading and i'm like what the fuck is that like was that a thing because there is a lot of realistic stuff throughout the book but like what is a diamond manic like how do you like create little diamond claws for yourself was that a thing yeah it's not something i'm familiar with but obviously having some kind of claw extension i mean i used to see that in ninja magazines sure but it was just fingernails yeah like lee press on nails but they're diamond tipped or he something. uses them too in that in that comic in question don't introduce them if you don't use them and here's a frame sequence like we saw the characters like that one uh a uh, guy with the face paint before, and then he, he Frank decided to white it out. But now he's going with that inverted silhouette. Yeah, and you get it with the entire page. Yeah, it's cool. It's another one of those themes. There's a it, Mirage like Turtles miniseries that came out in the aughts around the time of uh, I remember the, the, this. Where it was just shadow yes. turtles comics, just pure silhouette. Every panel mm -hmm. silhouettes like this. I might have been an Andy Coon joint. 
I can't remember, but I do remember that comic coming out, and it was kind of neat for that. I think know, it was a series. Silhouettes. Yeah, like four or four, six issues, something like that. <laughs> Dude, and you get to see, we get a big build-up on that saw a couple yeah. pages ago. <laughs> That's quite the payoff. <laughs> Tourniquets to make sure he doesn't bleed. Like, Frank thought this out. Yeah, this is dark material. Frank thought out this torture a little bit. This is one of those pieces that uh, fills uh, bleeding edge. You know, it feels like he, he moved past this. It's an amazing page. That giant, he never screams. Right. In a weird way, it's restrained, but also that restraint is what makes it horrific. And, and his body looks good there, like uh, like it's been through Tight. stuff, yeah. you know? Those dark splotches look like they could be all kinds of injuries and scars. That little compound. You know bad shit is happening in there, dude. And Marv's going to find out blending in with the background a bit. I think that's intentional. These flak jackets he constructed for his guys are real sweet. They're one of those elements that work well in this black and white style. I think that's a piece of making something like this work is figuring out like what works, you know, like like these kinds of uh the, the clay tile for the roof shingles, it might have been perfectly apt for the world, but also lends itself to the black and white. Super visual, yeah. And everybody tried to do these after that. And once you go a little off askew, then the next layer is going to give... Like, people fuck this. I fucked this up a million times, oh, man. Yeah. He even, you know... I, I feel like he even messes it up sure. here and there, but it just works. And like, that to, texture just sells. And Dame to Kill for, he really perfected it. Great at like the framing sequences too. You know, like having that yeah. bell tower is what yeah. you're looking through. You mentioned Eisner as like stage setup, but also the compositions. Like, think of all the moments of Eisner looking through a window, looking through an alley. It's here, man. It's that's a part of these what Miller's doing here. They need to drop a full bomb on the whole Rourke family because like, there's <laughs> Kevin, and he's not surprised. And then there's the the yellow bastard as part of the family, and like, what are we doing here, man? Yeah. Your whole family sucks. You gotta go. Yeah, they're they're infected with something. So disturbing. It really is. That's a great body type, but it is a... Yeah. And it's a lit room, and it's providing some challenges for Frank Miller. Like, he's he's giving you that line because it's just... It's too abstract if you don't have it. And he's making that determination. And whenever he draws that line, I have to imagine that he's saying, like, okay, like, it's too too far from... Like, it'll take the reader too long to understand what they're looking at. Yeah. I appreciated that line. You know, whenever I was reading this as a kid, that, that line made sense to me whenever you would use it. Um, but I do see it as, uh, you know, I see what you're describing there. It's similar in a way to uh, earlier, I was like, black on black, whenever we saw Kevin in the dark. You just got to figure out ways to solve, you know, s you, it's a very limited tool set that you get to work with. That's a great reverse silhouette, that yeah. whole panel. You see him building the figure. You see the eye sockets and where the eye is situated in here. This makes me think of that great Spider-Man annual with Dr. Octopus where mm -hmm. Miller is sending Dr. Octopus through the printing press of yeah. the newspaper factory. And imagine how hard that would be. You read that in a script, and now you got to draw that. And he chose to go abstract because, fuck, that's a hard thing to draw. And if you drew everything, maybe it wouldn't look clear. It's almost got to be iconography. Uh, a hospital bit, like, this is all you need, man. The tubes fill the right sort of thickness to, you know, pass some 
liquids through. You got the nose joint. You got the little bed guard rail. It's it's all there. Yeah, I've said it enough that it's it's probably you could do a drinking game of economy. But I feel that way about this panel too, where you yeah. know it's it's a nightmare image, right? Like you're you're being operated on against your will, and this is what you're seeing. That's pretty great stuff. I feel like that's the kind of shot that we've seen in a lot of media. And uh, man, if you've ever been in an operation, right? So pretty pretty good uh, horror shot there without drawing a lot. Getting a little conjugal visit. You you wonder, like, with all the stuff that the work family puts them through and all the strings they could pull, why they let them get a little puss? You know, maybe just deprive them of that also. Or maybe it's like you're getting a little bit, that's the last bit. Yeah, once he gets into the system, maybe they just couldn't stop that. Right. Without, you know, killing her or something like that. <laughs> this is this is great stuff, too. You know, the the economy part, like, when I do layouts, I think that sometimes of, like, it's a simpler... What you're doing is simpler here, yeah. But that's the that's the reading it, part. Exactly. Sometimes the simpler that first idea is the best one for clarity. Absolutely, and clarity is paramount, man. I mean, are we making comics or are we drawing books where you get to stare at pretty pictures all day? Ideally, you do both. You do, and I think these skulls are examples of that. I find these skulls gorgeous, but you read them in a quarter of a second. They're yeah. so clear. But I think they look amazing. I don't feel like I ever noticed like these little kind of yeah, I didn't either bits, little steams or something. It's almost a matter of like figuring out how you find the beautiful stuff, you right. know, in a simple style like this, and something that's readable it's that you so don't cool. want to just stare at pretty pictures. It's like the charge going. But through. you do want the pretty pictures in there. So how do you get them? Yeah, those curlies I like, and I, I never would have noticed that before. A little finger painting from Uncle Frank, man. Like let's. Let's make a Xerox of that and put it on his iPhone. That's a great example of how much does not translate. Yeah. You know, so much of that, that nuance is gone. You know, like there's just no indication of some of those ones that are half, half the ink left on your finger. And then it just becomes a full blotch mm -hmm. with no value to it. Looks good. You know, you can live with it, but we're just saying that there is a lot of Might contrast. Might look better actually here in terms of like your burnt flesh. Right. You know, it feels burnt out. I think a little bit more. Last page, small paper. Oh, here's all our covers. The answers all yeah. our questions. There's the cover that you were asking about. There's the one that I remember buying as uh, early on. Yeah. Boy, that was a hell of a run of Dark Horse Presents because if you're looking, you can see uh, Martha's in the top sure. corner of like, I think the first appearance was like the big fifth anniversary edition. And then you see John Byrne's Next Men starts out in uh, Dark Horse Presents at this time. And then you're like mid-carters and stuff. Bacchus by Eddie Campbell, that ain't nothing to sneeze at. No, not at all. Is there Mobius in here? It's possible. It, it, I mean, it's a very rich time period. Like Dark Horse... Miller signing is like the Reggie White signing in Green Bay. Like right. it changed the, the the direction I think of Dark Horse. Like it really became a place where A-listers could show up. Some promo materials. That's a pretty iconic one. I saw that one a lot. This is that image where like you saw the most people you see this before you see the comics, so it's like you can't wait to read right. the Marv versus None sequence <laughs> yeah. that yeah. just got just ain't there, man. It's just that evocative image. Some more of uh, Uncle Frank's Catholicism showing. Mm, that's a pretty great image. And this might have been just like the little, um, yeah, the Dark Horse Presents cover. Yeah, I think a few of these are covers. That feels pretty rough. Like that's that's some something new. Love the chunkiness of this guy. Just a box of a human. Never seen this piece before. 
Yeah, that's a subsequent printing, I guess. Yeah, it said third printing. And then, of course, old Sparky. That chair looks so heavy. It the, does. The blockiness. Like, it's, it's, it's telephone way. poles. Yeah, it feels like what you would need to hold down what's going to happen. How about this? Preserved his pencils, man. He's using a new style. So maybe you don't want to fuck up the original artboard. Maybe you need this to, like, run off another scan or light box or something. That's cool to see the pencils with the lettering penciled in. Yeah. It's tight. Never saw this image before. Who's that? Andy Kubert. Huh. Inked by Jansen. Wow. I wonder what that was for. Maybe just for this. Another great end page. Not bad. Not bad. Good stuff. There it is. Yeah, I was staring at this thinking about, like, what are those pen lines? You know, this is the most blown up we get to see, like, the, uh, you know, some of the outline pen lines. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so close to look like the word balloons. That's the same as the liquid. Pen, yeah. And it looks That's really similar to this. So. Yeah, but, and, 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 but, like, you see these, like, little doodads man those are the things that maybe question is it the pen and then you're like ticking back like it's the same pen and you're kind of doing almost like a check it's hard to tell because this is a different mark. that's a different thing. and i don't know if that's a pen nib or if that's a fine fine brush yeah i don't know very nice artist edition though frank very come well on done. we'll do the shoot interview and uh, answer all those questions is that a kitchen sink logo what the heck's kitchen sinks involvement yeah that's a good question yeah, maybe maybe they own a bunch of the pages or you know somebody owns a bunch of the pages something like that good question maybe maybe for a time uh dennis kitchen was doing some of that liaison work man before i know he does stuff at dark horse and but he's got he's he's like the executor of certain dudes estates eisner um kurtzman kurtzman so maybe for 10 minutes he was helping frank out with some stuff yeah i guess so good book heck of a book Love that it's oversized. Love that some of those pages are bigger than one and a half up. Absolutely, man. It's funny. This is one of the artist editions that I look at and think about buying and haven't bought that I've probably looked at the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, it, when I heard this thing was coming out, I just had to grab it. Like, I, I just, we, you can never take for granted that you'll ever have another chance with some of that stuff, man. So had to scoop it up. And the truth is, man, the King Kayfabers are grabbing whatever copies are left online because they are watching us stream this video in real time on the patreon and if they're not sitting here in real time they're at the office or something they're getting the video before anybody else is so support the patreon uh it mitigates the kayfabe effect and will prevent uh you having to buy inflated comics uh at inflated prices in the future man uh the videos are brought to you by the books that we make so jimmy tell the people some of your bibliography hulk grand design and street angel princess of poverty pre-order those today they'll be out in the coming months uh, maybe in the coming weeks street angel deadly squirrel live in the plain janes also available and in print now you can join me on patreon.com slash jim rug where you can see more of my art you can download out of print zines and mini comics you can see what i'm working on next and an example of some of those downloads i just posted some blue line templates so if you're a fellow maker pop on there and download those those are actually free to the public so you can just pick those up now red room crypto killers issue number one is being solicited by your comic shop uh, so put in your orders put in your pre-orders asap we need to know how many of these things to print 
There are two trade paperbacks out there right now. Red Room Trigger Warnings, Red Room the Antisocial Network. Uh, those are in your local comic shops. I'm serializing all the Red Room stuff before it hits paper at my Patreon. Go there. Link tree in the description below. 10-year anniversary of Hip Hop Family Tree. Three volumes of X-Men Grand Design out in the universe. And uh, WYSIWYG is a comic that I have out there that you might be able to get your hands on. Uh, Jimmy, tell the people what else we have uh, out in the wild. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, mugs, hats, stickers, and lots more merchandise at our spread shop. That link is also below this video. Great ways to support the channel and keep these videos rocking. Given those marching orders, Jimmy, we'll be on our way. Make more comics.